Welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast. Your host Chris here with D Palm and oh, uh, I think this is part five. Part five of Into the Hitmanverse. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, I think five is right. Five sounds right. You know, and can I just say this is where stuff starts to get weird? Is that fair? Uh, yeah. This is where he f- fully pushes into sci-fi slash superheroes. Yeah, I I must say this is also because we we covered a little bit of this when we did the um. When we did uh, Fantastic Four, when we right. talked about those last like four or five issues, we were like, hey, this is, it doesn't seem like this stuff matters at this point. It kind of seems like, what the fuck is Hickman doing? But like, that's what this is. This is, this is Hickman setting up for the future that he's going to of everything. Literal. Yeah, of everything. So what's, what's yeah. wild to me is that like, as I'm reading, because if you read Ultimate Fallout one through six, he wrote, sections in three through six mm-hmm. and you and they tell you who wrote what it's very upfront about that but you can tell the re richard stuff in that where he's like here i can build mm-hmm. that's how it felt like when they gave hickman the ultimate universe mm-hmm. and we'll take some time and you can talk more about it but i will give my speech about jeff Loeb and how much i hate him as a person <laughs> so actually let's jump right into because we kind of have to start with this because it's so, because when we're going to get into, or we're going to talk a little bit, we have to talk, uh, I'm going to let Deepon talk a little bit about Ultimatum, because I don't know, because here's, I went and looked, tried, it was like, give me the synopsis, I went onto Wikipedia, I was like, oh no, 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 you, no, you, no. I, nigga, please read it. No, um, I, 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 eventually I will, but I was just like, oh no. It's so fucking bad. Yeah, I, I, I read it, was like, I was just going like, oh no. No, 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 this and is. Like, I mean, he led up to Ultimatum was bad too, like even Spider-Man was starting to sag a little bit. Um, the X Men run had gone to shit. Uh, uh, what was it? Ultimates had the incest thing with Scarlet Witch and and, and oh, Pietro. Yeah. yeah, and they also had uh, the sex hate get out. Like this is the this is when Captain America was Black Panther. Well, because isn't this with um because because Jeff Loeb had also done Ultimate Three or something like that. So it's like he had already You're gone connected tissue. Yeah, so <laughs> he had You're already seeing the man whose fault this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So so. Try to give as because again, I'm reading, I'm trying to read the synopsis of Ultimatum and I'm just going through the Wikipedia stuff, right? Because I, I couldn't yeah. find, and I'm just like, what? Like every, every, like, every, like, third sentence, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's one of those rare things that gets more batshit the more you read it. Like, it was just, it was like, it was like, it was all over the fucking place. I'm just, and it's like it because it's a Wikipedia page. It just goes keep going and keep going and keep going. I'm like, I only know that this is not a Wikipedia thing because Deep almost told me how bad this is. So I'm like, so I let actually me, think let me describe is- first before we do anything else what the Ultimate Universe is. So before all these comics you talked about, the, the uh, Hickmanverse has been firmly set in what we call Universe Six One Six. I tell you why it's called that. Sure, it's because technically the Marvel Universe started in June 1961. I'm sorry, I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, but this offshoot of the universe, we called it the Ultimate Universe. It started, I believe, in the year 2000 with the launch of um, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Ultimate Spider-Man, and Ultimate X-Men. Ultimate Spider-Man was the first book. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a way to update these characters with loose, looser continuity. Brian Michael Bendis wrote a phenomenal, don't let the haters lie to you, that book is Gold. Wait, 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 do people even Chris, try? Chris, Chris, I'm going to do this. Are you fucking, like, 
this is one Chris, there's, okay, so let's do this really quickly. There is an unsubstantiated and unreasonable sect of Bendis haters who every time Bendis writes anything, they'll tell you how bad it was. However, six to eight years later, they'll tell you how seminal his run on that character was. See also the ex-kids being brought to present day and in about four years, his Superman run and his Legion run. I, I just refuse. I, I refuse. I refuse that we because we did cover Ultimate Spider-Man, not just it, not just Miles, but we did cover Peter. That shit was fucking great. It was yeah. No, I'm, Chris, I, I refuse. It. I refuse. It's, I, I I absolutely not. So I'm sorry, but yes, continue. It's fantastic. The Ultimate Universe is a great idea. That like any great idea outlived probably the length of the initial idea. Um, the X-Men books when they started were very high thought, high, high profile, like good green visions of what a mutant would be in the year 2000. It devolved into what if Wolverine was cable. Um, that's a thing that happened. Um, I swear, I wish it was a lot. So, okay. Ultimatum was a, I'm going to read this from Wikipedia. Ultimatum is a 2009 comic book storyline published by Marvel Comics under its ultimate comic Marvel uh, imprint it consists of core five issue miniseries written by Jeff Loeb and illustrated by David Finch. I'm gonna stop you here. Your mileage may vary with David Finch. Not a fan. Never been a fan. So the art, not a selling point. I'm going to read this from the Wikipedia. I swear to God. The storyline deals with Magneto's attempts to destroy the world following the apparent deaths of his children. Scarlet Witch and the Quicksilver in the Ultimates Three. <clears throat> sure. Which again? Sure. Which I mean, again? It technically deals with that. Which again, technically, also Ultimate Three was not well received. It was fucking terrible. Right. And then they said, "Give him more." So essentially, Magneto has flipped the poles. And they've made up such certain things that would happen because of that. No one asks why. Um, they kill a lot of characters. Uh, Blob eats the wasp. And then Hank Pym bites off the Blob's head. The true thing that happens. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of your heroes that you've liked are murdered, including, you know, Nightcrawler. Any Beast fans? He's dead off the camera. Yeah. Just died. Why not? Um, uh, Eric kills Charles, because that's how that works. Um, a Jamie Madrox is used as a suicide bomber as dupes are. Mm -hmm. um, Wolverine kills Magneto. No, I'm sorry. Magneto no, man kills. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Magneto, Magneto kills, kills Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Cyclops kills Magneto after they find out that mutants are man-made. Mm -hmm. Look, it wasn't good. It wasn't even bad. It was, as I've stated before on this show, a fucking war crime. Quicksilver uh, assassinates Cyclops. It's just... Oh, 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 my God. And then he's at the behest of some woman in the fucking shadows, which turns out to be his mental projection of his dead fucking sister mm -hmm. put there by Mr. Sinister in a plotline that's never completed. 
fuck these books. Um, sorry, that was too much. But from here, there was, let's just say, fairly a lot to build on. And like I yelled on here when we did the Fantastic Four that Malar and Hitch's run was not good on Fantastic Four's lead-in to um, Pikmin Mayor, as evidenced by Aaron Stack on the cover of Next Wave, Agents of Hate. Mark Malar licks goats. I will, licks goats. I will always <laughs> reference that cover if I can. And then they built. Because well, Hickman came in and helped co-write some of these trilogies that we're going to talk about really quickly. They did a thing where it's essentially they've turned the idea of Dr. Doom on his head. Yes. Doom is the ultimate bad guy, the one who, who, who terrorizes the world. But we watched Doom get murdered by Ben Grimm in the Requiem issues of Fantastic Four. That's right. It makes no good goddamn sense. Why not do it? Because we're ultimate devil horns. Anyway... <laughs> I really hate that book. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ultimate Trilogy, Enemy Trilogy, is actually really good. Well, this is the thing, right? This is we and we we kind of started this into the Hickmanverse series the same way. This is the team up again of Bendis and Hickman, because mm-hmm. remember that was Secret Warriors. It was exactly. remember, hey, when Bendis comes to you and asks you to tell a Nick Fury story, fuck it, who should tell him no? You know, let's do it. So. I, I kind of imagine this has been just going like, hey, hey, I need to save the ultimate universe. You got a story to tell? We're <laughs> just going like, well, you know, long drag out of a cigarette. You know what? I think I can do something for you, you know? And But you're right. Bendis is first up with the ultimate enemy trilogy. There's ultimate enemy, ultimate mystery, and ultimate doom. So this is this your first time reading these? I so I I I've read them before. Uh, it, it just I don't know it's when I read them, but I do because when I went to some of like wait no 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 I've, actually no for these three I don't think I read them before. Okay, yeah. So this is your first time reading the old. What do you think coming in like coming out of like? What was interesting for me is because they weren't put out back to back to back. There were some gaps in between. Right, and and so it really built t- like as a monthly reader at the time, it built real tension on like whoa what. What the fuck is going on here? You really did feel lost. Right. Because you don't know th- there's – because the other thing too is I think w- – w- and that's why we had to talk a little bit about the ultimate stuff here is because what threw me off here is like – I'm like, what the fuck happened in the ultimate universe? When I'm reading this, I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Like I'm reading something like everybody's dead. The X-Men are gone. I'm like what? What is this? What happened? And I'm like – Okay, so you're dealing, you're basically with this trilogy is dealing with this aftermath of this, mm-hmm. um, and who this, what, what this new enemy is and stuff like that, and they slow roll it, I guess, until what the end of Ultimate Mystery, the second, the second, the second, uh, the second uh, set of uh, books in the trilogy, the of the yeah. is when they reveal that it's Reed Richards. I think in Ultimate Enemy they might even said that they had killed Reed Richards. They show Reed Richards dies on the page. His family is one of the. Buildings hit in the beginning in the first attack. And it's at that point that they, yeah, like you said, they kind of go away from it. They kind of say, oh, Reed's off the Reed's off the board. They're mm-hmm. killing the smartest people on the planet. They killed Reed and his family. Mm-hmm. And you don't think about it again. Right. And I think they do a good job here. And I believe it's these books here where they do the good job of showing you that why Reed is becomes the Reed he is. Right mm-hmm. with what he's dealing with here, it's like I think it's even in these books where the again, and I immediately thought back to what we saw with Hickman and the Fantastic Four in the 
the and, bridge. and the bridge and everything like that going like, oh yeah, again, this is right back to telling the story of what happens when Reed Richard doesn't have his father. Exactly. Because in, in one of them, they show you that uh, his stepfather, Gary, is terrible, right? <laughs> it's terrible. And you're like, oh, we have, we're back to, this is what happened when you have the, a super, super smart Reed who wants to save the world and believes that he has the ability to do it, but has oh, not only does he not have his father, he doesn't have a family at this point too, right? Because mm-hmm. um, also during this time is, uh, well, I think it happened before this, but they, they talk about it here is Sue and Reed broke up. Yeah. So not only does he not have that father figure, Sue and Reed are not there. That means there's no family. So this is, be you know, unlike the other reads we get, and I think this is where you see where Hickman later comes in and does this stuff. This is a read here that not just didn't purposely choose to abandon his family. His family kind of abandoned him. And then he killed him. Well, he well, does kill right, his family. Right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. Well, well he kills his mother. His stepfather was a piece of shit. And I'm not going to say that he should, but like, you know. That motherfucker might have had it coming. You know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna address that. Just, just I'm not gonna address that. So <laughs> But um yeah, so this is what this is this is what this is what these three are. So I, I think it does a good job. To me, what this does is it does a good job of level setting the, the ultimate universe. Right. Um and so the they, evolution of Ben Grimm. Mm-hmm. We get kind of like you said, like the establishment of where everyone is, like uh, Peter's female clone, which is still weird. Mm-hmm. She's now full on Spider Woman. She's now full on working with Shield. Nick Fury's got his job back. Nick Fury took his job back. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I love and, that. Fact. Um, I love that fact. At one point, you're going like, "Yeah." Uh, when I think Sue shows up, was like, "Come on, I know you got the. I know you got the files. Though. I know you got all of Reed's files, right? I know you got all his." He's like, what are you doing? And uh, who's in charge? It's um, as Carol. Carol. Carol's in. Carol's in charge. He's like, no, we don't. And and, re- <laughs> and Nick puts in the code to pull it. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's the smartest motherfucker on the planet. What do you mean we don't have the bitch, fuck? Bitch, what are you do? Well, of course we got. That's like, of course we got all his work on here. What the fuck do you think we were? Clearly, I was right. Look right. how dangerous this right. fucking guy right. is. It's like he's like 14 years old and his lost mind. Of course, we got all the files on him. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It is. <laughs> but they do a really good job of hiding the ball on, on the read thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Until it's, Sue it's, shows up and sees it, right? Sue ends up. Because you're going mm-hmm. through there's all this stuff going on. Like a Rick Jones show, that, like all this stuff happening. And in the middle of this, Sue ends up showing up right where. Um, Right where Reed is there at the uh, negative zone, and you're like, "What? You're still what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, it's, yeah, it's it's showing you Reed Richards is Doctor Doom in this universe. Yeah, I love the scene where she sneaks in there. Susan, is that you? You always were just a teeny bit smarter than me. Mm-hmm. Which isn't true, first of all. Which, which right. is like the teaser. That's when you're like, "Oh no, this is a very creepy read. This mm-hmm. is a read that's gone off the goddamn deep end." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not true, but okay. No, but it's scary for you to say that. Yeah. Um, you and- get the issue of like just kind of like you said, how do you build Doctor Doom? 
Mm-hmm. And it's just him getting his shit kicked out of his entire life. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's you, you you once again again it's read reading the negative zone because again there's that one there's that one creepy scene too where he's sitting there it, it it's like a um a flashback to him sitting there oh was it in Ultimate Doom when he's talking to to Sue and she's like we could just start over again in the negative zone and just build something there just start completely over again. yeah it's it's in Ultimate Doom he's like. Um, you know, uh, well, how about we go find an, an uh, like, I don't like this world, Susan, huh? Well, how about we go find another one then? Maybe we should move to, uh, maybe we should move into the negative zone. No, not the negative zone It's border, borderline uninhabitable. But now that we found a negative zone, imagine all the other dimensional planes where we're going to be able to find worlds upon worlds. And out there somewhere is one that is perfect. And if not, maybe we can make it perfect. Perfect. How? One that hasn't made all the mistakes this one has. I bet there's one where science isn't uh, isn't for sale. I bet there's one that doesn't reward cruelty. But there's one where brilliance is standard. Brilliance is standard. You're in a mood. We don't have to stay here. Don't you feel that a, that a lot of times there's nothing for us here? Our family, our friends, and our here. You know what I mean. I'm not exactly sure. I do. Are you being serious now? Because honestly, I can't tell. I want to go exploring. We all do, all the time. We're the Fantastic Four. I want to find a world where we can make our own. I swear I can't tell if you're making if you're talking romantic or creepy. And just that you can just <laughs> see this look on his face is like, yeah, no, he's not being romantic or creepy. He wants to basically be God. <laughs> he's telling you what he's going to do. Yeah. He's he's like, this is this is what we call we were having, I saw the thing on, you know, I've been off of social media for a while. But I saw the thing people were talking about red flags. Red flag, Susan. Red flag. What flag? Red huge red flags, right? And and this is what you're dealing with. This is, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know what it it is the school shooter version of the smartest guy in the universe. Ah, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when when Sue's, when Sue confronts him at the beginning of Ultimate Doom. Susan, I figured out how to disarm you 10 minutes after you broke up with me. It took all of 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. And I love how he tries to. He, you see the sacrifices I'm willing to make for what I believe in. Do you see how far I'm willing to take this? So stop. I don't want to hurt you. This isn't about you and me. This isn't about physical confrontation. And I won't let you turn it into that. I just will not. And it always boils down to it because he still doesn't get it. Right. And. The way they illustrate his powers and the way they use it in Ultimate Doom, like it's it's a very good job, like you said, table setting for this universe. And the table they set is fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Like this is yeah. Um at the end, Reed is 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 kind of ejected out into the negative zone. Presumed dead. Presumed dead, right? Um, and they kind of leave him there. I think ultimate, yeah, ultimate doom does end with his body kind of floating out there. But you'll obviously you'll we'll follow back up with that later when we jump into the Hickman stuff. So the actual hickman stuff is and i'll just go through the reading list it's ultimate comics thor uh one through four 
It's Ultimate Comics Fallout one through six. Now for that, he's just part of a writing team of some. He tell it'll tell you what story. I think he's mostly telling the Nick Fury stories. He wrote, and, he wrote three through six, and we'll go through those. Yeah, uh, we'll go over it. But yeah, he wrote three through six. Right. Um. There's then there's Ultimate Comics Ultimates one through six, and then Ultimate Comics Hawkeye one through four, and then Ultimate Comics Ultimate seven through twelve. And that's what this is. And this is again. On their own, they don't seem like a lot, or they. Seem, but then, when you start taking into context what you're going to see later on in the Avengers run, you're like, "Oh, this was all set up here, right?" <laughs> and and there's a lot of stuff you deal because because basically what he's doing is they're setting up for the end of the Ultimate Universe, right? You're putting things in because I mean we'll jump around a little bit in these, but like Ultimate uh, the comics Fallout is dealing with part of that Fallout is the death of Peter Parker, right? And so you're having, you know, Steve, you know, and Bendis is writing some of these. Bendis, you know, dealing with Steve Rogers thinking that it's his fault that Peter's dead. Um, also, Nick Fear doing something you don't see Nick Fear really doing 616, feeling some kind of guilt. <laughs> some real guilt. Some real guilt about about doing this um, and, and what's going on with there. There's also, I, I think it's partly in Fallout, you start getting this. You're also starting to see the pressure that Nick Fury's starting to get with S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, because mm-hmm. Cap- Captain quits. You're having to. Um, we'll get this in the Ultimate Comics Thor. You know, Thor's back, but uh, Ragnarok has happened, and so Thor has been, re- you know, is back on Earth, but like doesn't have his powers at one point. So you're dealing with 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 Nick Fury having to basically run Shield and pull everything back together when the world has gone to shit after oh, oh, Ultimatum. Oh. Thor isn't the world without his powers. Reed Richards broke Asgard. Well, there's that, yes. Let's <laughs> be very clear. It wasn't there's no mystery. Richard took Asgard, he took Idrisil, the world tree, and broke it over his fucking knee with his children. But we'll get there, I promise. Oh no, no, no. That um, that happens that's that's before. That's before Ultimate oh, no, Comics Thor. Right? No, you're thinking of uh Ultimate Comics Thor. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I meant. That, that leads into Ultimates One. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. So what? So so let's talk about that first. So that's the first book. Well, uh, let's get the ultimate fall. I'll talk about this chronologically because seven's first. Ultimate Thor one through four. What they had done, what Mark Millar and them had done in the Ultimate Comics one one and two lesson three, you piece of shits, um, was kind of blurred the idea: is Thor just a crazy person, mm-hmm. or is he actually a god? Mm-hmm. And. They've done a very good job of giving you feats of both. Mm-hmm. And in the end of Ultimates 2, it's shown declaratively, he's a god. And then the question's never answered. So, wait, then why did we think he was fucking crazy for so long? Mm-hmm. And Hickman was like, wait, no one's done this? Here, I can build. Mm-hmm. And he weaves a tale, a familiar yet different tale of Thor that gives a really good basis for his initial appearance as a mental patient with this superpowered hammer and vest. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that interpretation of kind of like Ragnarok happened. Yeah. Asgard fell, but Asgard's within you, Thor. And and it's like having it having it end with his first appearance in Ultimates when he knocks out uh Banner. Mm-hmm. Like that, I thought was a really good job of kind of the thing that we always talk about Hickman's famous for sliding the sweet pieces in the continuity that just no one had bothered to ask the question before. Right. Right. So, and, and like you said, that's where Hickman is great at. Like, well, nobody's talking about it, so let's talk about it. 
let's go back to the beginning of that. And um, then and then from there we go into his contribution to Ultimate Fallout, where we initially we immediately get the same thing you're talking about, the Hickman thing he does. So we're introduced to Tony being introduced to a cabal of people who run the world and make money off of everything. And mm-hmm. then that same issue, he writes the Karen Page slash Jean Grey and the Hulk piece. Mm-hmm. Which is clearly going to come up in his run later. Like it's interesting because we've talked about this before. He'll tell you what's coming mm-hmm. if you just pay attention. Right. The next issue, Ultimate Fallout Four, he writes the rewritten story. Ben just wrote Spider Man. Now Cooper was written by Nick Spencer. But what did he take? The Reed story, because that's the story mm-hmm. of the next twelve. It's the next year. The next shit current. He's still the maker. Is still a very important character in Marvel Comics today. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we get him to go from I'm trapped in the negative zone. I can use the brain power of these drones to power this thing. And he jumps to a reality where he can and now I'm going to solve everything, which is what our Reed tried to do too. Right. But his answer results in the fucking city and the children. That's right. horrifying. He basically builds his own city. And like I love it, you know, here. And, and, and we'll begin here with you and me. We're going to have a new focus for my ongoing and never-ending education. The experiment will start with survival and on a millennial, a millennial tomorrow. My rules are simple. In the dome, it's evolve or become extinct. Welcome, children. Welcome to tomorrow. I'm sorry, most of you are not going to make it. <laughs> this thing, like, whew, if we're talking about, like, how we, we know that he wrote Fantastic Four and was really waiting to write Doom and Black Panther... Mm-hmm. He was writing these fallout issues just to write that read part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're right. And then Ultimate Comics 5, he writes the Nick Fury part where we've got this, this the scene setting for what's going to be happening in Ultimates. Right. Setting up Seer, mm-hmm. setting up Asgard on Earth, cutting the budget, all these big problems mm-hmm. that we've got to wait and see how Nick's going to handle them. Mm-hmm. And then issue six, look, I. And I know I'm getting kind of granular with this because I love it so much. Look, this is also, you got to remember, Ultimate Fallout 3 is the very first appearance of Miles Morales. Yes. So if you own it, and I hope a lot of you do, hold on to it. But from that point until he leaves the company, he's only written by Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> yeah. That's how you care about a character. But how you hand off existing characters to your to your new guy in charge he lets Hickman write the capstone to the whole thing, mm-hmm. which involves two characters who didn't come necessarily originally from the Ultimate Verse, from the Ultimate's universe. They're based originally in the Ultimate Spider-Man run. That's our first Nick Fury in the comics. Mm-hmm. And then we get, like you said, Fury showing the remorse. That I don't think any of us are ready for. But if I wasn't ready for that, I sure as shit wasn't ready for Ultimate Comic Ultimates. Yeah, yeah, because again, fast, don't it? Well, it's it, it kind of especially when you come off of the Fantastic Four stuff that we run. It's this idea of well, everything's hitting the fan at the same time, right? Disaster, disaster theory. Yeah, yeah. It's everything is there. You have, um, and actually, they didn't, they didn't even mention it at this time. It's here's the thing: Reed in the Dome isn't even on Fury's big board at four, first. It becomes a big boy. Yeah. It works its way on because the um, the uh, uh, the British Corps and, and and Asgard start fighting and stumble onto the dome, right? 
And so it's that's how it ends up in there, right? So you, this is yeah. The first page of this whole run is so fantastic to me. Northern Germany condition green. This mm-hmm. is the place. Exactly. Location, size, and natural resources are within the boundaries for exponential growth. Here we can build, which is what it feels like Hickman said looking at the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's get on with it. Engage the dome. So this is the world. Can you see? Can you see what you have made? How do you stand the disappointment? Look, guys. Mm-hmm. And then you're going through the other things. It's the... Um, it, it's the... Captain uh, Brigord dealing with Asgard on Earth. You have... Um, the uh uh what is it there's the um southeast asian southeast invasion asian. yep invasion and then you have where hawkeye was going which is what the seer which is um there's some kind of bioweapon some there's there's some kind of like disturbance going on they're trying to figure out what it is and you later find out it's <laughs> we're, we're trying to solve the mutant problem the or the x-gene problem that doesn't really exist and um everything becomes a fucking mess from here real big real bad but well because what happens is the what, what, what like you said east germany green board green well what happens is the fight between asgard and the captain britain corps lands on the dome and you get an ultimate in ultimate comics ultimate you get a little bit idea of what has what reed has actually been doing which is terrifying in which inside the dome inside this dome time changes involved it's been like thousands of years which again if this sounds familiar mm-hmm. when you're reading x-men there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on as well it's in the same thing uh uh for x-men i've been to mention this with thor do you have faith or are you afraid mm-hmm. like that kind of idea like the the religiosity of it right so and, yeah go ahead because well because the beginning is of of, of issue two kind of go through a little bit of the evolution that you were seeing here from um the uh the children having their own names and becoming functions and things like that right and then you start seeing what they are and then you get this thing of them confronting asgard and the captain britain corps and um it does not go well dog when these kids go from like Steve to the third builder, oh, oh. yeah, right, right, right. No, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I have one function. I'm just a builder, and like to the point of they can, they can regenerate. They they mm-hmm. can uh, they are they are inspecting and basically trying to dissect what the augmentations like. The one where they're like looking, they're inspecting one of the Ken Burton cores, like. Ah, systematic augmentation of an, in, an inherently deficient mechanism. This genetic has genetic markers for lymphoma and heart disease and will likely develop Alzheimer's. There's nothing we can use here and just kills them. Dog. But then they get Thor and they're like, wait, no, this one's different, right? This is actually a god. A little bit different genetic code here. But and I, you- love that, I love that they're, they're like, wait, you told us. Said, I told you life outside the dome was crazy. Mm-hmm. Keep up, kids. Evolve. Gain better eyes. Yeah. Which Jesus. Yeah. Right. And and this is also on the heels of someone blew up Tony Stark with his own bomb. Yeah. It's his new friends who run the world by making bets on things. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he gets rerouted to northern Germany to help support Thor, but uh Woo buddy. 
not before they take Asgard. Ragnarok is back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> we also get, look, I'm not saying writing Captain America as a xenophobic jingoistic piece of shit was a bad decision. <laughs> I am saying that the one member of the Captain UK, Captain, uh, the Captain Corps, who flies with Thor to defend Asgard is Captain France. Mm-hmm. And we get to, I, 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 it felt intentional to me. That's just, yeah. it just, yeah, yeah, it did. Let, yeah. I'm no coward. Let, if this is to be the end of all we know. Let them say I stood here for France. Like, yeah, man, that feels like somebody was responding to Ultimate One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get Thor making a decision that I don't know if you read any more of this. The, the writers took over, did a very good job, I think, of following whatever Hickman's original plan was mm-hmm. because him hiding his son pays off big. I was going to say that, yeah, I, I, I didn't finish reading any more of this after the Hickman stuff, but I kind of figured that because that does, because later on, Hickman, it's clear that Hickman, again, the Hickman does this. Like, if he's not going to finish it, he leaves the tools there for somebody else to pick up and run with. So and I love that he yeah. had written that Thor miniseries before we got this scene between the last stand of Thor and Loki. Mm-hmm. I thought it so cruel when Father did that to me, but it was a gift, life. You understand what you've given him. The room exists outside of this world. Regardless of hap- what happens here today, he will remain as he is. I wish I could have seen it that it is that then instead of now. So you have regrets, Loki. Brother, I regret everything to the very end. This was the day. The day the world tree died and what was divide became ordinary. When, like rain, dead gods fell from the sky. It was the last day of myth, the last day of legend. Mm-hmm. It was the day the children of tomorrow killed all the gods. That's right. And they were gone forever. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan fucking Hickman. Like, yep. yes, big ideas are fun. Yes, some of the characterizations great. He will write you some shit. Mm-hmm. Whew. I, I, and the fact that they just keep fucking losing to these assholes. Right. <laughs> Reed Richards just continue. Like, that, if there's one thing you should learn from the first six issues of the Ultimate Rock Comic Ultimates, Reed Richards is better than them in every conceivable way. Right. Well, and again, because he built like, this is this is a city that has thousands of years of evolution inside of that dome. So everything that they're throwing at the outside, of, you know, everything from the world outside that they're throwing at the dome, they've already kind of evolved past. You know, like we're gonna throw nukes at it. Why not? We done it. You know, um, uh, Fury basically has to call a, a retreat on this because, yeah, no. We're not prepared for this at all, <laughs> you know? Um, and this is all happening. So the way they have it writing is to read this and then go into the Hawkeye stuff. But at one point, Hawkeye appears on the bridge of one of the, um, of the, the helicarrier with, with fear. And I was like, wait a minute. No, Hawkeye's not here. He's over in, in China. What's going on? So I actually stopped reading around like issue three or four of ultimate and then went over mm-hmm. to ultimate. Hawkeye to figure out what the fuck was going on over there. And it's crazy. Right. And then you're like, Hickman, you got there's there's too much going on. This is what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> right. So you, you find out that um yeah. Um and and I think this is something I think we talked about before in, in terms of um ultimates. It might have been due to some of the stuff we did with Miles Morales or something and then we talked about this about how one of the they really did in the ultimate universe of having everything built off of the super soldier super soldier program even like the uh, the 
the spider people from Peter to uh, to Miles to just get all of them. Everything comes through rocks. Like everything kind of still leads back to the super soldier program. So here you're getting this idea of, well, um, other, other countries also started trying to do their own thing. So in this case, what they were trying to do is their, uh, the plan. So the first plan was, to, to, with this virus was to basically um, uh, spread a virus that would uh, completely write the human uh, DNA code to deny the acceptance and adaptation of the existence of the X gene, right? So completely eradicate the X gene across the world. Second part of that was, though, was then also in a serum grant powers or abilities to the people they give it to. So the idea here is, and this is this is in Thailand, this is in Bangkok. They're like, yeah, the idea here is eradicate all the world's possibility to have mutants or any kind of X gene, while at the same time cornering the market so that we have all the people that can do it. Which again sounds like a great idea, but like at one point, like they even say it's like, well, how many people do we have for this? How many people can do this? Oh, it's uh, we have a uh, two hundred fifty thousand people of the most loyal people, but I'm like, are they really the most loyal people though? Are they? There's an old comedian who once said, the man is only as loyal as his options. Right. Once I've got superpowers, guess how many options I've got? Do you think you have power over me? Right. And that's basically, do you feel in control? You're like, this is, and that's basically what happens is you, these people that were supposed to be loyal to, you know, country, who are now given, because you also find out they were tortured as well, are given this serum and then start realizing it's like, why do we need you? And decide to form their own, take over, they destroy the government and the people there and then decide to form their own country that is a safe haven for like-minded individuals, right? Um, And again, you can just see Fury going, I don't have time. And that's where you're at. You're dealing with it. They also do a good job of kind of giving the backstory a little bit on Hawkeye okay. and his relationship yeah. with uh, Fury and where that came from and things like that. Um, so yeah, and so what you get here is it's what uh, what's the, the 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 city of it's um what, Tien, which is yeah. basically uh, run by <laughs> two brothers, two twins. Um, <laughs> Why not? Fury, Hickman likes to do this. Yeah. So it's a lot of like, um, if you want to make a direct comparison to something that's being written right now, it's saying the evolution of the people versus the augmented and expedient evolution of people using machines like the Nimrod program. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows the two sides of that because, yeah, this that's what I love about Hickman is that Oh my god, I've seen this before. Like, and it doesn't feel old or trite. It feels like, oh, look at him. He's 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 constantly refining the stories he's trying to tell. Mm-hmm. And each time we get a deeper, bigger story where he's given more leeway or more freedom, it gets bigger and better. And this one, they gave him the goddamn universe. Right. They're like, oh, what if he ran it all? What do you mean at all? Well, we let business write Spider-Man, obviously, obviously. But everything else would be you. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, what? Everything else. I'll need 12 issues. Yeah. The serum, <laughs> yeah. 
The Serum transformed normal humans into something else. Men of great strength, power, women of the, of the air and earth. They were also random and beyond comprehension. So no one saw it coming when the idea behind the Serum also became transformed into something new. Two brothers became the embodiment of something beyond the acquisition of power in the great game of global politics. They became the avatar for something more. An all-enlightening idea shining as bright as the sun and an all-consuming one that would devour every man woman on, and, and woman on earth. Within the walls of the prison, they shared this new idea. It was called revolution. The old government fell in a new institution in its place and one that was not built with the laborers of others, but with their own hands. They built two cities uh, to reflect the two sides of their ideology, the twin cities of Tian, heaven, the celestial city, home of the all-enlightening uh, ideology of the celestials, and the eternal city, home of the all-consuming beliefs of the uh, eternals. Yeah. And so, yeah. So now you have this other big thing on the, on earth. And so their Oracle basically sends out this worldwide message to the world saying, Hey, I'm the Oracle of change. The establishment of the TN is, is, is complete and heaven and now exists on earth. And now there is a nation where you can become something more than what you are for all those who seek it. The source, which is the serum. Cause they took the serum and called it the source will transform the flawed into perfect. Perfect. Cause basically what, what at the original idea for this was, the the government would hold the serum and be able to you know control who these who has superpowers or not. They're like, no, we'll give it to everybody. Whoever wants to come can get it. It will transform the old into the new, the human into celestial, the deviant into eternal. We will accept anyone who chooses to come to our stores and desire the ch and to change in their heart. We will make no restrictions. If you are persecu persecuted, come to Tian. If you are hopeless, here's your new home. We are waiting for you. I am the Oracle of Change, and this is a new day. And, and at one point, you get. You know, Bobby the Human Torch and, and, and others kind of looking at it going like, maybe we should go there. We have no home. Because like, remember, the X-Men are gone. <laughs> X -Men. And at one point, uh, I think when, when when Hawkeye is there, he brings with him um, Karen Page and a couple other uh, with him. And they're like, He's yeah, not, we're yeah it's, it's Derek uh, from, if you guys read Ultimate X, which, why would you? Uh, Derek, uh, I believe his name is Morgan. He's got wings. And that is actually, Magma is from originally the Spider-Man book. Mm -hmm. That is Liz Allen, and then Karen Page is, of course, the alter ego of Jean Grey. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, "Yeah, we're staying here. We're not going anywhere." You know, Hulk tries to say too. He's like, "Nah, you killed some of us, so you got to go." <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and that sets us up for going back into the back half of all of, of Ultimate Comics Ultimates, which is where Hickman kind of wraps up the stuff that's going on with this. So you're basically going to take the city versus the dome, the people, the people versus the dome and, and, and bring them in. Cause this is one. And they even call that, um, Fury doing this. You're trying to set it into conflict with them. He's like, no, what? No, I would never. I'm glad that. they see it. Right. And they were like, we see what you're doing. And he was just like, well, have a conversation with them. And, and it goes poor. It goes poorly because, and again, this is always the flaw of, of, of Reed Richards. He got overconfident, mm -hmm. you know, because at one point they even, uh, at one point they, they send different things in to kind of look in this. And, and at one point Reed even uh, like Sam Wilson shows up and he's like, nah, cool. You have free reign. You can come and go as, as you please see what we're doing here. Basically, I'm trying to save you guys all. You guys don't, you know, because at one point he's like, they, the, the, the dome is also expanding and takes over all of, of Europe, of, of uh, all of Germany. Northern Europe, yeah. Yeah, and 
it seems like it stops, but at one point even says, are we still continuing underground? Like, he's like, we made him think that we've stopped expanding, but we're still expanding. Um, and so that's what you're dealing with. And so um, there's a lot of things going on here. One of I, them, yeah, go ahead. I really love that, like, as this is all happening, everyone's having these crises. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's breaking down, like, the stuff with Tony will get into because it pays off beautifully. Um, Thor going back into the city and then getting his ass kicked mm-hmm. and being confronted with the spirits of his of 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 everyone of Valhalla. He is Valhalla. And then the ghost of his brother, Baldur, putting the hammer in his hand. Do you lack faith, brother? Or do mm-hmm. you believe? Yeah. And it comes down again to the big war of knowledge versus faith. Do things enter? Do they continue? Is the thing he wrote in Shield and in Secret Warriors and in Fantastic Four and here, and he'll write it again in Time Runs Out, and it should tell you what's going to happen in Inferno. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't. I don't believe you can be spoiled by knowing how things end because the journey is the story. That's how. That's why we're here. I'm not here for the last page. I'm here for the mystery. So, I'm so excited. And doing this project with you because now I'm getting more and more anxious for what's happening in X-Men. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like, as he said, I've been wanting to write this story my whole life. It feels like he's been writing this story his whole life. Mm-hmm. And I love that at the end of four, they treat the review of Richards like it's supposed to be some big thing. But of course, if you've been reading, you know it's Reed. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's Fury getting squeezed out uh, by Washington. It is Tony trying to navigate this nonsense. It's them trying to handle what do we do with Seer. It is all a mess. And like you said, they've got Sam Wilson reporting back allowed to be. Mm -hmm. It's cocky. It's confident. And there's no reason he wouldn't be. And you get Fury straight up turned down by Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. We need you, Steve. Nah, I'm, I'm good. Yep. Yep. You get they did. I think they did a better job with this Steve than they did with uh, obviously Ultimate One with the thing on my head. Don't stand for France and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Well, because honestly, because he's not even in this much. You come in, you deal. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not doing that. He's already because they also he's also at this point a broken man because of what happened with Peter. Still, yeah. So yeah, he feels yeah yeah right. So you get the you get the you get this um this conflict between the city and the people. Um and the dome becomes cracked and at this point because again the United States is dumb they decide they want to launch a full scale nuclear attack against the city I love that even though they know that they're sending them against and they still let it happen because they felt it was inevitable mm-hmm. and of course when like the the shot of the world cast from the Voice of Resolution telepathy versus the machine i was like this panel will happen again in the next six months in x-men comics mm-hmm. it is mutants versus machine God! okay you know what sorry as i'm saying it out loud as i'm, as I'm talking about it it becomes even more and more huh mm-hmm. so what happened they built on krakoa that isn't this right right what is nimrod but the city mm-hmm. oh boy yeah. Um, and of course, the city, when they ask them to talk, the city decides to attack. Mm-hmm. 
and regressives. I am the voice of the maker. I am the maker. This is the voice of the city. I am the oracle of, oh my, I shouldn't be surprised. Hello, ultimates. I take it this means your shield has refused my very best offer. I had hoped for grace. I must do something about this nostalgia buried deep in my heart. You disappoint me, Sam. In fear, we are coming for you. Like, mm-hmm. these two brothers, like, yes, Reed is very dangerous. These two brothers are not to be fucked with. Right. At all. Especially the peaceful one. Right. It's always the peaceful one. It's always the quiet one. Like, I'd really rather not give you this smoke. Mm-hmm. But if you keep requesting it, I shall deliver it unto you. Mm-hmm. What do you and say, of course, point? Reed just yeah. talking down Bruce Banner. Like, what are you doing, Bruce? Yeah, come on. He's like, yeah, they tried to blow you up twice. He's like, twice? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're launching nuclear attacks to blow us up right now. It's not going to work, but... And then again, Reed Reed's overconfident. What kills Reed in this is not kills him, but like what stops him in this Reed's overconfidence, right? Mm-hmm. Because he at one point then to again, like you said, he needs to make him. He needs to send a message. So even though those the what the United States did, did couldn't really hurt them, he um, let's see what he says. Um, uh, do you know your name, child? I never uh, uh, received one, a maker. Yes, you have, but it was hidden from you. For a uh, for in giving a voice to an idea, you bring that very thing to existence. See, for centuries we have bred out more base instincts of the human animal from which we evolved. Save for one very se- uh, special exception, just the one, just in case. After all this, I am ready to speak truth and bring such a thing into beauty. Beauty, do you know what your name is, child? Yes, maker, very much. You are deaf, the first and last of a generation. Where there is life, you will end it. Where there was hope, it will die. You are the last of days. You are the end of an era. The boy who killed America. And he literally... This nigga blew up DC. Yes. They told Jonathan Hickman he can do whatever he wants. And the issue nine, he blows up DC. Just want everyone keep it to keep track of this. And then issue 10 is vignettes of people getting vaporized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By petulant fucking reasons. Like in the middle of like just basic conversations. Going for a jog. Mm-hmm. As they're arresting Nick Fury, Tony, and Thor. Right. And then we get my favorite thing Hickman's ever done across everything we're going to talk about. Sentient brain tumor. <laughs> right. So stupid. Yeah. But it works. It's, I don't know, man. He pulls it off. Every, at no point does he stretch the believability of what, what we're reading. Mm-hmm. And they were able to make West Coast Avengers less less uncool. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't terrible. It's a good idea. Right. I don't know. This whole thing. I just... You see, I think it's Sam Humphreys who takes over after Hickman. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's cool, too, because it, it goes back to, like you mentioned earlier, the, um, the relationship that, Humph- that Hickman had with Bendis. Mm-hmm. Come take these ideas and execute. Yeah. Because they see beyond 12 and 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. You see Modi coming out of the, the, um, the tree. 
bring like gold to buy Texas, and then we get Hickman's coup de gras, the final fight against Reed Richards, where again, if you're reading Hickman, I'll tell you what he's gonna do. The machine decides the humans are wronger. Mm-hmm. And for all the bombast and everything that we see and everything, all the torture and all the like body horror they do with Reed. Well, it comes back to the, good. Well, it comes back to that thing of we always see this when when you try to evolve something and you lead something on 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 you know when it comes to artificial intelligence and things like that. Eventually, the artificial intelligence is going to find out that you, even you, the smartest man in the world, are still human and have exhibited. Which is what they call it, retrograde behaviors. The maker has exhibited a series of retrograde behaviors in, in inhibiting our evolution. One, breeding a child in secret with base instincts intact for use as a weapon. The child is deaf. Two, concealing higher defense protocols and blocking the cognitive advancement of city intelligence. Because that's another thing that happened at one point. He tells the city, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, basically, it basically goes, tells the city, yeah, open all, uh, 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 fire all photon to torpedoes. Like, we don't have photon to Check again. <laughs> he's like, Check, check your check your code again. You do now, right? Yeah, I, I hid it from you. Three, pursuing violent reprisal against the United States. Retaliation is regressive. Vengeance is not essential. War is counter-revolutionary. Counter the maker is unfit to lead the children of tomorrow. We have advanced beyond his station. The Americans have proposed harmonious coexistence in exchange for a custody of the maker. Children of tomorrow, what is your position? Very well. Children of tomorrow, stand down. Do not interfere with the Americans. <laughs> So at this point, they basically say, "Nah, nah, Reed, we're not de- we're not fucking with you no more." You know, and uh, they bring Sue in to kind of deal with Reed at the end, but it's not to kill him because they even say we don't know if we can kill you, but it's basically to contain him. And and that's where you kind of end with this, but because going back to what we, this is where we set these things up. Because of where they've set things up with Fury and things like that, you're setting them in a good spot where at some point when things hit the fan, you're going to have to crack that egg to bring the maker back out because he's your only hope. Because nobody else can save you. Right? Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So, got just under an hour on this one. So, not bad. It's, um, it's, It's one of those things where you're like, Wait, Hickman did Ultimate Comics, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Oh my God, Hickman did all this shit in twelve issues." Yeah, yeah. He gave us two entire islands of mutants, mm-hmm. which islands of mutants. I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> it just felt mm. necessary because honestly, what Tony's- they did, what they did, what they did, really was the idea of, yeah, you know, come to court. It's the same thing. It really was. It's the. It's Chris, it's the same thing. You've got Tony deciding to talk to a tumor, which is just, and I love how at the very beginning of this whole thing, the three say, I hate it when it breaks down to a physical confrontation. I won't mm-hmm. want to be that. It ends with a giant sized Hulk punching a giant sized Iron Man. Mm-hmm. God bless America. And they win because of a logic fallacy. Like, hey, just point out everything the maker had done and just showed. Showed the system, the the city, what it what happened. Mm-hmm. It is just yeah, really brilliantly done. 
Ludwig executed in a big enough playground to where next they're going to give him Avengers. And this is where, whew, yeah. And everything's been weird and everything's been crazy, but this is where it gets super scary. Yeah. Because now he's being given the driver's seat for our universe. Mm-hmm. Look at what he did to theirs in 12 fucking issues. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's so rude. So um, this will probably be the Avengers stuff is going to be at least three. Uh, Maybe four. Yeah, because time runs out. It's gonna be the last one. Yeah, that's gonna it, be one I was going through it myself a little bit, just not even reading, just going through. I was like, wait a minute, it takes a while to get the time runs out. Actually, yeah, time runs out like when they go eight months. Like, well, it, there's an eight month gap. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I I read time runs out like once a month. I really yeah. Do. So, all right, folks. Um, again, Character Corner Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, um, iTunes. We're very we're getting it we're getting in there like I said this we've we've dug into the last bit of stuff here and it might not seem like it's gonna be big or important but like read the stuff because it's gonna come back it's going to come back and um next we're gonna we might take a little bit of a break um Song Chi comes out on to Disney Plus so maybe we'll do a character corner on him we did mention kind of maybe doing a character corner on him or a little mm, bit okay. so maybe we we'll do that I love that the, movie yeah I still have to see it so. Um, I yeah. uh, will uh, cover that maybe first in November, and then we'll come back to, and then maybe it might be time to do a pull list. So then maybe we'll come back to Hickman in December. So we'll we'll figure it out. But just stay tuned for us, guys. We got more stuff coming for you. It'll be fun. Cool. All right. Um. Again, everyone, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.